Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 379. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to have our special guest of the week here with me, Jessica Nazarali. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kelly. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I am excited to share you with our Unstoppable audience. So um, I'm going to share a little bit about you, Jessica, and then I'll let you go ahead and fill in the gaps. Sure. So Jessica knew from an early age that personal development would be a part of her life's work, but it wasn't until she started a passion project, a blog and health food website in 2011, that her dream came to fruition. Today, Jessica has managed to successfully combine her business skills with her desire to help people. Her It Girl Academy and It Girl Radio podcast provides information to help women from all walks of life all over the world to help them improve their life and business. And she has a new baby, right? How old is baby yeah. Leo now? He's eight months. Oh, eight months old. so awesome. That's <laughs> amazing. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And where are you uh, calling in from today, Jessica? Um, I'm calling in from Sydney, Australia. How amazing. I love that we get to connect with people all over the world. <laughs> it's such an amazing thing about technology and about podcasting. Yes, yes. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So I know your business has grown and evolved in, in amazing ways over the years since you started that, you know, blog and, and everything in 2011. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what does your business look like today and, and how mm -hmm. has it changed over the years? Mm, totally. Yes. So today I have uh, four, I guess you could say, flagship programs. So I have Business Mastery, which is a business building course for coaches, consultants, or people who have online courses and they want to scale their business and have consistent clients. I also have uh, Coaching Mastery, which is a coaching certification program. Um, and then I have a mastermind, which is for people who, you know, they're already working with clients, they've already had some success, but they're looking to scale quickly. And then I've also recently um, partnered with doTERRA, which is a network marketing essential oils company, um, to really give people another option if they, you know, they, they don't want to have a coaching business or consulting business or a service-based business or create courses. Um, but they do want to have a business, but they don't have a product. Um, doTERRA is a great option for them in terms of having a business-in-the-box solution that they can just run with. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that was that's like that's very new. I've only been doing that for about six months, but um, it's been um, yeah, great to really tap into a different market. That um, I found there was a lot of people on my on my list that weren't necessarily get like they liked me and they liked what I was what I do, but the product wasn't right quite right for them. So um, yeah, this has been a great option. So that's that's what my business looks like today, and I have a podcast. Um. And yeah, like I mentioned, I work with people all around the world, but it definitely didn't start off like this. Um, it started off with me creating a blog in 2011 and really doing it for the love of blogging and wanting to share a message. And my blog at the time was all about health and wellness and personal development. 
And it was from starting that blog and being consistent and blogging every day for 18 months that I built up a platform, I built up a following, and people started asking me if I could help them to do that as well. So 18 months into starting my blog, I started blog coaching slash consulting for mainly health and wellness professionals, so um, gyms, um, yoga teachers, personal trainers, health coaches, that type of thing. And from there, when I started coaching, my coaching just really expanded and grew as my knowledge and experience expanded and grew. And 18 months after I started coaching part, not 18 months, sorry, it was about, I think, seven months after I started coaching, I was able to quit my job and do it full time. And that was just over four years ago. I took the leap and left my job and have been doing this full time ever since. So yeah, it's, that's that's exciting. That's fantastic. I yeah. love how you shared that you were blogging every day for eighteen months. Yes, yeah. And I, I think know. that is so so important because you know I hear from people, our listeners, my clients all the time. You know, I think, and I actually just created a podcast episode on this. We micromanage our outcomes instead of mm. micromanaging ourselves to our input. And Mm -hmm. it sounds like you really focused on making sure you were putting deposits in the bank before you looked to make a withdrawal. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your mindset as it relates to even content today Mm -hmm. and, you know, Mm -hmm. what that journey has evolved to. You know, obviously it started with the blogging every day and and now how that's evolved for you. Yeah, totally. So, um, yes, I think it's really important to be consistent. It's funny. I was just talking to my husband about this today and he said, I think your consistency is probably your, one of your biggest assets because I may not be the fastest at doing something. I may not, you know, know something inside out or be like have the most knowledge on something, but I will be really consistent. And I think if you're consistent at doing something, you naturally get better over time and you outlast the people who, you, you know, they, they start out, but for whatever reason, they drop off and they don't follow through. So today, what in terms of my content looks like, um, we produce a lot of content. So I send out a newsletter each week. Uh, we do a blog post, a podcast episode, uh, social media on Instagram, Facebook, um, I have lots of private Facebook groups for my clients, so posting in there pretty much five days a week as well. Um, what other content are we doing? Guest posting. So it's it's a lot. Um, it's it's. But I, I mean, I follow Gary Vee, and I do really believe that we are our own media production house, essentially. Like if you have a personal brand, a small business, the smartest move you can make is getting creating your own content and like creating really good solid content so we invest in seo seo as well Mm -hmm. um to make sure you know we're ranking and that we're creating um posts and blog posts that are going to be ranking well and so we are getting that organic traffic um also started recently doing more with pinterest which has been cool and that's because that's been a huge traffic source for us without doing all that much so I thought okay well let's spend some time there and see see what happens um but again I didn't start off doing all of this either like in the beginning 
when I started blogging, I was blogging every day um, and then pushing it onto social media. And then over time, I've kind of really built up moving onto other platforms um, as it's kind of made sense and I've had the bandwidth and I've had people to help me on my team as well. So it's, I think if, if you, you know, I, I think it's better to do one or two things really well, mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. two, three things really well than do 10 things and do them averagely. So it's like, okay, yes. well, what can I commit to on a weekly basis that I'm going to do and I'm going to do it well and I'm going to be consistent with it and do that. And then as you master it and you have the bandwidth, you know, take on something else. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and also committing to the long game with it. Right. Because I think, you know, the, the short sighted approach to anything results in a lot of frustration and disappointment. So I think it's not Mm -hmm. only locking in, like you said, on what are the two or three things that you're really going to go all in on you're really going to commit to and commit to doing with excellence, but then also what are the things you're going to commit to on on a no matter what long-term basis. And I think that's, you know, a big struggle for entrepreneurs today because I think that, you know, everyone goes into anything with very high hopes, very high expectations, a lot of optimism. Then you get into it. It's not so fun, sexy, and exciting anymore. And a lot of times what I see is people are are stopping before they're even starting. And so they, mm-hmm. they keep they keep starting so many different things and have their hands in so many different areas that they're not really seeing results from anyone. And then they feel like they're working so hard hard with so little results, but less would actually be more, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I know for you, you know, content's been a big part of your business now. Do most of your clients come to you? Do you sell through strategy sessions or phone consultations? Mm-hmm. Do you sell primarily through webinars? What is your main mm-hmm. mechanism? Yes. Um, strategy sessions or discovery calls. Um, so I, I guess what my funnel looks like is we have various different lead magnets. A lot of them are webinars or mini webinars or mini trainings. And then we, um, we're basically offering an opportunity to have a phone conversation and then that's where the sales happens. So because my flagship programs are an investment. We found that most people aren't buying straight off the page. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we Mm -hmm. have a sales team. So they speak to them and that's that's how the sales happens. That's exactly how we do it as well. Yeah. That's that's what we find, especially because us like you, most of our programs are multi-thousand dollar investments. Mm-hmm. We really find that that phone conversation is so, so powerful and we're set up the same way in terms of our team selling as well. So that's actually a great topic for us to spend a couple minutes on, Jessica, because, you know, I think a lot of our listeners run service-based businesses, not just in coaching and consulting, but all kinds of service-based businesses where the consultation really is the key entry point. And I think people are always looking for fresh, new ideas and to revisit uh, new and different ways to get more people applying for those sessions. So can you give some of your best tips and strategies around how you drive those those consultations or how your team drives those consultations for themselves? Yeah, sure. So how we do it, um, we play around with the, we're kind of constantly playing around with the the format and the flow and working out you know what works what doesn't work how can we improve it um but what i firmly believe if somebody's having a discovery session or a consultation 
that they need to get some type of value or breakthrough on that call for them to get off the phone call and feel good about deciding to work with you. Mm -hmm. So I think people can be very pushy when it comes to sales conversations. And it's like, well, you know, what are you, what are you going to miss out on if you get off the phone call and you don't say yes now, or, you know, (laughs) how's it, you know, just think how, you know, it's going to impact your life for the worst and, you know, nothing's going to change. It's just like very negative and fear-based. Yes. And I personally don't think, and my audience is women, I don't think women do well with like the shaming and (laughs) making them feel bad about themselves. Um, I just don't think, it's just not nice. And I want people to get off the phone, whether they buy or not. I want it to be a positive experience and I want it to reflect well on the brand because who knows, they may sign up in the future, they may refer a friend, They may never buy anything, but they may, you know, continue to like every post I post on Instagram. Sure, sure. You know, and that's why it's really important to me that it's just a good experience all around. And in the beginning when I I have four sales um, sales people at the moment and they're all, they're all really fantastic, but I... I I was really afraid in the beginning. I was like, oh my goodness, like I was used to doing the sales conversations and I could control it. And I was really worried that they weren't going to, that they were going to be really pushy and it wasn't going to be a positive experience. Um, But that hasn't been the case. So I think it's just making sure you have the right fit um, when it comes to somebody taking sales calls for you and that you're very clear that, okay, like I don't, for me, I don't want it to be a really, really pushy experience. Like, yes, I want, if people have objections, I want you to overcome objections for sure. But I don't want it to ever be along the lines of, well, you know, you can't get off this phone call unless you've put down your credit card. Like it, that really hard sell, just I, I, I don't like it and I don't want my brand to reflect that. So you just have to come up with what you do and don't stand for and then, communicate that and make sure you have people that can uphold those values as well. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. And I think that, you know, every interaction that anyone has on behalf of your brand is either going to build the brand or it's going to break it down. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't in the moment, you know, going for a short-term result, you can't forget that because you have no idea how every single connection leads to the next. And we are all interconnected and it's so, so important. I also feel like just from a, you know, a karma standpoint, you focus on added value, you're going to get add value. You know, you focus on serving, you know, you'll you'll be served. So I think think that's such an important mentality. And in terms of your sales team, um, you know, I know my sales team, we run a lot of Facebook ads, a lot of our Facebook Facebook ads redirect um, after the opt-in to a strategy session consultation. And Mm -hmm. they also use LinkedIn quite a lot um, Mm -hmm, for prospecting. mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite mechanisms that your sales team is currently using? Yes, we do the same as you. (laughs) So we do that as well. Um, LinkedIn and Facebook is probably the best traffic sources for us at the moment. Um, Opting in yeah, encouraging them to book in for a discovery session. Um, that's, yeah, that's pretty much, I'm trying to think what else that we're doing. 
I mean, what is working? Lots of retargeting that works really well. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if somebody's watched this webinar, it's like, okay, let's retarget them to book a call. So lots of retargeting to make sure that they're moving on to the next stage of the funnel Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, they've been retargeted to get on a call. They haven't gotten a call. Okay, let's retarget them to another lead magnet. Um, I guess our strategy is just essentially give them so much good content that eventually they sign up. (laughs) And No, um, ours is very much the same. It's interesting because, you know, I always like to, you know, understand like, you know, if there's similarities or differences in that, but we're, you know, we're very much the same. And our content is really our key, our key sales driver. And it sounds like yours is as well. It's super interesting. So, mm, yeah, you know, obviously, so you started business before live streaming, as did mm-hmm. I. And, you know, there's been a lot of changes to how we do business and to the whole online market and, and all of that over the years. Um, some that I think have helped us substantially, others that I think serve as more of a distraction than, you know, a help mm. to most people. But for you, Jessica, what what would you say have been, you know, you build a seven-figure business before you're 30. What What, looking back, you know, what have been the key things that you would say to someone listening today that's looking to make that next big leap for themselves that you would want them to take away from today's episode about your methodology or advice on on growing their business? Mm. So something that was a big game changer for me was um, selling my programs on Evergreen. So, and that's something I teach in my program, Business Mastery Certification, is um, Evergreen Marketing. And so that essentially means that you don't launch a product. Um, So say, for example, I'm sure a lot of people know Marie Folio. She launches B-School once a year, carts open, carts closed, and then the rest of the time she's, I don't know what she's doing, um, filming Marie TV and other projects, I'm guessing, Um, which is, you know, which totally works. And a lot of people have that launch model. However, if you look at the people who are making the most money online, and if that's something that you're interested in looking at, like I, I would really encourage you to study it because I did. I was like, okay, well, what, you know, is there another way of doing business that doesn't include launches? Because I wasn't really feeling the launch model. And I looked into it and I saw Neil Patel, um, Frank Kern, um, Mind Valley, they all sell their programs on evergreen so they basically have funnels set up and people enter the funnel and they go through a sequence and then they have a call to action to either hop on the phone or purchase a product mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and after looking at you know a number of people and saying okay well that's the business model that they use and they're kind of you know really at the top of the industry and looking at people who launch and seeing some of their numbers and the fact that half of it goes to affiliates, um, it just didn't really make sense. I, I just thought, well, this this doesn't feel right to me. So I explored Evergreen Marketing and that was, yeah, a huge game changer. So I've been selling my programs like this for probably about two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that consistency of income each month as well as um consistency of clients and by me by that I mean you know you don't launch and bring on 200 500 or even 100 people at once you don't go from zero to 100 you 
like just consistently have new people join. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple of people a day or, you know, a week and it's just, it's just so much easier to manage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and we do both. We do evergreen and we do launches, but definitely mm-hmm. my preference is letting the reps, you know, do their thing each week and, and having that because it's obviously a massive undertaking, you know, anytime that, that you're launching. So no, I, I, I think that's awesome. And I think it's really important also that, uh, you know, you shared about like your sales team. I talk obviously frequently on the calls you know, on the the podcast about mine as well. I think a lot of people are under the impression that online marketers don't use sales. They think Mm. that marketing replaces sales. And one of the things that we talk about a lot on the show is how like marketing and sales go hand in hand, like they're two sides, right? And they they partner Mm -hmm. together, the marketing attracts the leads and gets them consuming your content. And then the sales basically has that direct interaction to make the sale, right? Especially if it's a high ticket, you know, high dollar product or program. So any feedback or advice that you can give to listeners around looking at their business model and really evaluating how they're setting themselves up for success from that standpoint? Mm, Yeah, great question. So I would look at, I think in the beginning, well, wherever you're at, whether you're starting your business or you're more advanced, uh, the key is to look at like what you value and what you want your life to be like. And then ask yourself, you know, is my business structured in such a way that it's going to support me to have this? So say, for example, I knew that once I had children, I didn't want to be doing one-on-one coaching. So I really started phasing one-on-one coaching out a lot the year before I even got pregnant because I thought, okay, well, I don't want to get pregnant and have a baby and be launching a group program for the first time. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. like, no, (laughs) that's, that wouldn't be fun. So I like the year before I was pregnant because I had, we had the intention that the following year I would get pregnant. I started really looking out, okay, well, these are my group programs. How can I scale them? How can I put them on Evergreen? And then when I did become pregnant, I got, you know, more serious with that. Um, but I think it's just, you know, really sit down and look at, okay, well, is my business model, is it serving me? Is it serving um, my clients? And just like ask yourself, like, what type of life do I want to lead? Like some people actually, like some people love one-on-one coaching. Like I have a friend, she doesn't like doing group at all. And her goal is to essentially scale her, not even really, I wouldn't call it scale, but just become a really, really great one-on-one coach so that she can be commanding Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. six figures a client. Which is totally like a lot of like people do that. Mm -hmm. And like, so that's her Mm -hmm. goal. That's her vision. And her desire is to coach, you know, one or two days a week, um, but have a very select few high level clients. Sure. So it's like, she knows that. So then how does she go about doing that? Well, for her, it's like investing in um, coaching skills and like her own developments in, in that arena is really important because somebody who's paying you six figures, um, like they're probably going to be a high performer themselves regardless. 
So it's like, who does she need to be to attract a six-figure coach? And like, what skills, expertise does she need to have to be able to do that? And then it's the same, okay, you want to launch a group program. What do you need to do to launch a group program? You want to sell an evergreen. What do you need to know to, to do that? And then it's about, you know, finding the mentors, finding the team, finding people who can help you execute on whatever your vision is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally agree. And I do think that is so, so important. It's so important to know yourself and to construct it around, you know, the life that you want. So that is perfect. Well, you've given some amazing value and some great insights here. I want to talk a little bit about um, what's new and hot and exciting in your business. I know you're uh, getting ready to open, reopen one of your new flagships. So do you want to talk mm. a little bit about that? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yes. So the program I mentioned before, Business Mastery, I'm um, super excited because we've re- we've kind of rejigged it a little bit and we've added um, one-on-one coaching into the mix. So along with the structure and support of a group program, you also get um, laser coaching with my associate coaches because I was looking at, you know, what makes a group program so powerful, and that is, you know, the structure and the support and the videos and the framework that you have. But then I realized that I think for me personally, I was like, well, how can I just make this group program even better? And I thought, look, we need more accountability. We need more um, one-on-one attention. So now I, I truly feel that the people in the program are really going to get the best of both worlds, you know, the structure of a group program, but also that one-on-one accountability to help them to have that consistency of clients and income in their business. So, um, yeah, feel free to get in touch if you're interested in learning more. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm really excited about at the moment. That's perfect. And where is the best place, Jessica, for them to check out the program and also connect with you after the show? Totally, totally. So um, the program is at businessmasterycertification.com and my website is jessicanazarali.com and you can find me on social media. My podcast is It Girl Radio. Um, Yeah, would love to connect with you on whatever platform works for you. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Jessica, thank you so, so much for all the value that you shared. We'll definitely put the links and information about the program in the show notes. So Jessica, thanks for being here. And for all of our listeners, you know, make sure you check out the amazing work that Jessica's doing and see whether or not uh, it's a fit for you. And Jessica, thanks for being here. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh, For all our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you so much for being here. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Wait, before you put down your phone, one more thing. When you're ready to build an unstoppable business around a life you absolutely love, text in the word IGNITE to 44222. All you have to do is minimize the screen and text in the word IGNITE to 44222 to schedule a free consultation with me to learn how you can switch your business into high gear, rapid growth, and high profitability fast. Text in IGNITE to 44222.